Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. The weekly roundup. Nice. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. This is actually our 20th episode. Really excited about that. So thanks for supporting us and uh, staying engaged. This week, we want to start with CBDCs. We talked about that in a previous podcast, Central Central Bank Bank Digital Digital Currencies. And we want to give you the progress on United States. So they have completed some preliminary tests um, working with uh, the Boston Fed and also Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT. They were able to run some some trial runs on, on a CBDC type of currency uh, and they got some good results. 1.7 million transactions per second. They were utilizing this software, research software called Open CBDC. Uh, so 1.7 million transactions per second, which is, I mean, to give you an, an yeah, idea what of what mean? that means yeah. is Visa um, on average processes 1,700, 1,700 transactions per second. So that's a lot. I mean, that seems like more than any crypto that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking at Ethereum, when Ethereum 2.0 launches, it's projected to have 100,000 transactions a second. So 100,000, 1.7 million. That, so it's literally like, beep, you're done. Like Beep, that's, you're done. Yep. And, and it's verified on the blockchain. Verified on, yeah. And the chain they're using is OpenCBDC. I've never heard of that, okay. um, but it's a development app. All right. So that's really competitive then at that yeah, point. It is. However, we're still super behind in this crypto space race. Okay. Um, China actually just rolled out a their. I would. I mean, we'll, we'll call it retail pilot uh, during this Winter Olympics. They, right. They distributed some Chinese digital yuan to um, athletes, to citizens, to visitors to test it out with, uh, it, they can use it on a card or there was like a bracelet that they got that they could use this new digital yuan so that China can test and see how it's working. Well, and the interesting thing about that too is they, you know, all the vendors were taking it, you know, you could exchange your your currency that you brought from your home country, you could exchange it for this digital yuan. Nobody, no, like foreign people didn't really do that. You know, the people visiting China didn't really do that. Um, the, the, the people in China were using it with the vendors, but the numbers haven't been revealed yet from the Chinese government. So we don't actually know how successful that rollout was. And the really interesting thing was Visa is the, the lead sponsor, right? Like they've paid hundred million dollars or so for, you know, a few Olympics, the last few cycles of Olympics, you know, they've been the key sponsor. And so China's just like, well, yeah, but we're not competing against them, although they are. So I think it's just funny because Visa paid all this money to be the sponsor, but what they're going to speak up against the Chinese government? I doubt it. Well, and I mean, they're still making ad revenue because they're, I mean, they still have their commercials. So people are... Well, and people from out of town still have Visa cards, so they're still going to be using it. But yeah, okay. So Visa loses $20 million, but they're not going to put up a fuss because... Who's going to fight the Chinese government? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> Nobody's going to fight them. Visa is going to make more money in China later on. So they're, yep. they're just kind of hush hush at this point, which yep. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting to point out, though, that it's it's not hard to see that we're far behind China right now in terms of launching 
distributing a central bank digital currency. I think what people don't realize is China is actually not winning right now, which blew me away because I mean, they're already launching this pilot. They're testing it out. That seems pretty close to to being ready. done, to being ready. Yeah. Um, and But they've been working on this since 2014. That's wild. Yeah. They've been working on this since 2014 since Bitcoin was, when Bitcoin was $1,000. And just now they're... They're at the almost final stage, we'll call it. But there are other countries that are fully functioning on central bank digital currencies. Really? Countries that you maybe wouldn't expect to be there ahead of China, ahead of these superpowers like us, Canada. Um, And a couple of them are Nigeria. Okay. Yep. The Bahamas. Um, some of the Caribbean nations already have these central bank digital currencies fully functioning with apps and their citizens are, are on board. Well, you also have El Salvador, right? Which is the little darling at this point. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've, they've been more, they've been vocal about it as opposed to some of these other countries that I didn't even know, Yeah, which is fascinating that they're, you know, if Nigeria is outpacing the United States... Outpacing the United States and Good for China. Them. Good for and them. Russia. Yeah. And Uzbekistan. Oh, really? I believe so. Is that the right country? Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan. It is Marzipan. Kazakhstan. Okay. Yeah. Kazakhstan is is right in line with China and Russia. Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan, yeah. Nice. So we are not winning. And um there are several other countries that are already like fully running on their their central bank digital currencies. So Hopefully, we can start to speed up this process. Of course, we want to design it right, make sure it's it's functional in the way that it needs to be safe, secure, all those things. Um, well, yeah, we got to catch up. But aren't we still like us? Aren't we still in the, the camp of USDC? Like, Yeah, but that's, I mean, yeah. You're just yeah. saying inevitability-wise, we will have a central bank digital currency right. in the United States, but there will still be these other platforms these other, you know, one-to-one ratio coins that are, are, are still very efficient and kind of the, the precursors to the, the government-backed. Yeah, and I think they could help, you know, expedite the process to, to utilize the technology that's already there with Circles, USDC, you know, Paxos's, you know, Paxos dollar. Um, they already work tried and true, you know, take the, the example that's already there and incorporated into what we need that's what i see happening but, but you're also going to be able to diversify at yeah, some point you'll yeah. be able to have the digital dollar Murcoin, if you will Murcoin. so you'll be able to have Murcoin and your usdc and you know utilize it in the same wallet at some point yeah absolutely i would say so um up next we have to talk about the scandals of the nft world <sighs> so as some of you, if not all of you, have already heard of NFTs, if you've been watching the Be Your Own Bank podcast, non-fungible tokens. Once again, real quick, just a little synopsis. What is an NFT? Yeah. So an NFT is a non-fungible token. Fungibility in investing just means that you have interchangeability. So one thing is exactly the same as the other. You can swap it. There's no change, right? Whereas non-fungibility is, it adds the uniqueness to it. So one piece of art is not the same as another piece of art. So you have uh, basically a digital barcode that is attached to 
a virtual item or a real life item that gives it uh, ownership and value. Got it. NFT. Okay. So a lot of NFTs right now are pictures, digital art, selling for millions, if not billions of dollars. And what um, people are finding is this thing called a washout where people are basically just trading NFTs between their own wallets to try to inflate the price of of the NFT. So they're taking one wallet that has the NFT, they're creating a new wallet because it's decentralized so we don't have, you know, your credentials on the second wallet. They're selling one piece of art to from one wallet to the other wallet, inflating the price on that wallet, maybe buying it back on their first wallet or creating another new wallet. So each time you're just rotating you know, hot potato basically. Yeah. And, and they found that 27 of the most valuable or record selling NFTs in January sold for 1.3 billion. But the catch is it only was between two crypto wallets. Wait, 1.3 billion was traded just between two crypto wallets from just, yeah. came from just two crypto wallets trading on, on uh, an NFT. There's no way that's a scam. In real investing, this is would be considered a duplicitous financial transaction, which is totally illegal. But because, you know, the laws take a while to catch up to this ever-growing, insanely fast right. market, um, here's my theory. So, sure, I mean, go to an auction and maybe you have a plant who's just there to raise the price, right. to bid a little bit to get other people to bid, to create this sort of artificial demand for whatever you're selling, there's a risk that it sells at that at that plant's price, but now you're just buying back from yourself. So you're only paying the fees of the auction house. So I can see that being what could be happening is someone is like, you know, I've got this crypto punk I'm going to buy it for a million dollars from myself. And so that creates this sort of artificial inflated value that, oh, wow, that sold for a million dollars. Maybe I'll buy it for a million too and see if I can flip it, right? I could see that happening. But what I really think is happening is in some of these cases is people are just trying to evade taxes. And so what they're doing is they're buying an NFT from themselves and selling it back to themselves for a loss so they can claim a loss on their taxes. But because these wallets are quote unquote anonymous, haven't seen or touched an exchange that requires a client verification, a know your client verification, KYC as it's called, they're able to do so, have sort of a slush fund now that's off the grid and they've evaded taxes. Not only that, but potentially have a tax write-off of tens, hundreds, even millions of dollars. Okay, so that's smart. I mean, it's criminal, but you're selling something for a million and then selling it back for six hundred thousand, or you're buying something for a million, selling it for six hundred thousand, and you get that four hundred thousand dollar loss, but the money's still in that secret account. Correct. So you've never lost any money, but you've you've lost that burden of capital gains tax potentially 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 so that makes sense that is where i see sort of the scam going i think also though people could be and this is just one of my conspiracies so this isn't totally vetted but i know the irs is currently looking into things like this especially these wash sales um 
I think that this is an easy way for money laundering. Okay. My example, let's say you're some sort of illicit kingpin and you need to sell $100,000 worth of some illegal substance. Sure. Okay. You create this nice little marketplace on OpenSea. Maybe you generate 100 NFTs. You tell your buyer who you're selling your illicit product to, tell your buyer to buy NFT number 95. And you tell them to put a bid of the cost of the illicit item. Yeah. Okay. So say it's $100,000. So you say bid $100,000 on this piece of art. All right. On art number 95. I'll know it's you because through our conversations, that's the one I told you to buy. So once that is the bid is placed, the, the kingpin accepts the buy. Now they have a hundred thousand dollars and the buyer of the illicit goods gets that, you know, shipped to them. However, that's done. I don't know. But the buyer now says, well, I spent a hundred thousand dollars on art. Right. And the seller says, well, my money's clean because I sold art. So they can take their tax on the art and it's totally legal in the eyes of the government. Gotcha. Well, and then you also have your transaction that, you know, person to person transaction where you don't have that, like, are they going to, you know, are they a cop? Are they going to bring, you know, heat? Like, you can make me an offer. I can't refuse, you know, that kind of thing where you it's, it's trustless, right? It's, it's like trustless, the epitome yeah. of trustless. Yeah. So now you know exactly that you can send this, you know, illicit item because it was verified on the blockchain. It was verified on blockchain. And you can prove too, if, if the IRS comes after you, let's say they've been, you know, bugging your house or whatever they do. You just show them that JPEG. You just show them the JPEG. Well, I bought art. No, I bought art. This is legal. Or, or if they come to the kingpin, He's like, I sold art. Here's the transaction. You can see it coming out of my Coinbase, into my Coinbase. It's all good. Wow. Okay. So just so you know, the BitBros do not condone, condone any of this. No. We're just educating you on what potentially could happen. And I truly believe, now we have a timestamp. You can quote me on this in the future. I believe the IRS is going to uncover millions, if not billions of dollars of trafficking, drug, whatever fraud that has been facilitated through NFTs. Yep. I could see that. Yeah. Wow. That's a huge, huge story. <laughs> yeah. We just wait for it to come out. <laughs> um, but in other news on NFTs, we have to talk about the positive side. There's always a negative side to every new market, but um, Nike and Adidas are getting into the NFT game. I've heard of those. You've heard of Nike? Yep. Yeah. So Nike, genius, they bought a company called, uh, I can't pronounce it. What is it? R-T-F-K-T. Artifact. Artifact. That's not how you spell artifact. I know, but it's cool. It's like trendy. <sighs> Anyways, they bought the company, undisclosed price, um, and basically they helped them mint these virtual Nike sneakers. So let's say you're playing Sandbox uh, or Decentraland and your little avatar character in your VR headset now has a limited edition, you know, Jordan. Jordans, yeah. sure. But the cool thing is on top of that is you have a digital version and now Nike a month later is going to send you an actual physical pair of these shoes. So your, your NFT moves to a, now a state of utility 
and out of just virtual ownership to physical ownership. And you can prove that these are authentic using your NFT code or whatever. So if you sell the sneakers, you could potentially sell the NFT with that and that could add value. So would you sell them separately or do they have to be sold together? Or like if you sell the physical shoes, then do your digital shoes disappear? So I, the way that I would look at it is more like when you buy a collectible, you can sell it in the packaging or you can, if you've played with your, you know, your army figure, your Pokemon card, you can sell it like that. It's not going to be worth as much separate from the packaging. You're talking about like the box, like they always, like the, the Kenner Star Wars toys where they're like, yeah. you don't have the box, you don't have the Boba Fett box, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So you're selling it's worth Bob- seven times more if you had exactly. the little plastic cellophane like yeah, that's and what that's what I, that's what I'm saying. So sure, you can sell the shoes. They're not they're, as not worth as much if you don't sell both. If you don't sell both, yeah. So it's and a pass package. the NFT on with it. Got it. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And then Adidas, what they did is they created their own collection of almost thirty thousand different metaverse um, NFTs. So hoodies, track suits, shoes, whatever. Once again, these are all digital avatar based. We must preface that. Digital skins for yeah, a yeah, yeah. virtual avatar in a virtual game that you play with your, you know, Oculus or your PlayStation VR, whatever. Anyway, so they sold almost 30,000 of them, made $22 million because the base price was over $700 an item. What? Over $700 an item. And they did something similar to Nike where they promised that sometime this year, you will be able to get another physical item with that. So it could be a hoodie. It could be a tracksuit. It could be a hat, a beanie, whatever. You get to pick. Um, but yeah, $22 million. Wow. For selling virtual items with the promise of, you know, some I mean, sort of cheap physical. If you Adidas. get the tracksuit, then you could be the kingpin. You could be. Right? Yeah. Digital kingpin. Digital kingpin. Get the Adidas tracksuit. Get your tracksuit. Get your virtual e-cig, <laughs> which is a thing. Your virtual strip club. Your, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was watching a tangent. I was watching a video today and um, this guy was playing poker in the metaverse and someone was smoking an e-cig and he took it out of the other guy's avatar's mouth and threw it on the ground. <laughs> and so the guy started like punching his avatar. Yep. So they just, so there was like a video of the actual person in real life going like this in yes, his, in his gaming course, room. Of course. They just started punching each other because you don't touch another guy's e-cig, especially in the metaverse. No, not in the metaverse. No. That could be a Nike brand e-cig. <laughs> But you can't get virtually addicted to nicotine, so I've heard. Yeah, but you can get virtually addicted to the metaverse. That's true. Um, And finally, Samsung has announced that their Galaxy S22 is going to be... I feel like they skipped some numbers. Am I wrong? No, they just came out with the S21. No, I know, but like... They skipped numbers. They went from 10... I think they went from 10 to 20. I'm so tired of all the numbers. Nobody changing. knows how to count anymore. I'm an old man, I guess. But yeah. anyway, continue. So the S22, they announced, will have, they're competing with Apple Pay, will have a crypto wallet built into it. So not only will you be able to have your credit cards and your digital you know, payment apps, but you'll also be able to have crypto on your built-in integrated with Samsung security features into your device. And I assume Samsung's probably going to be partnering with somebody 
to facilitate payments and 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 a lot of that as well, right? Blockchain style. I would assume yeah. so. Um, but on sense. but on top of that, when they announced this uh, new phone, they also did it at a virtual gathering in the metaverse, Decentraland. Yep. yep. Um, they actually own a store in Decentraland, and a hundred thousand people attended this event. They learned about the device. They got you know pre-order options. Um, which is crazy. And also Samsung is planning on creating a smart TV that will allow you to buy NFTs through it. And I assume project your NFT onto the smart TV. Sure. So when people come over, they can not only see that you have the new smart TV that nobody cares about, but you also have the smart TV in the metaverse. You have the smart TV. Probably. I would assume so. Yeah. Just to be clear though, when we talk about a Samsung store in the metaverse, that means literally, you said 100,000 people? Yeah. So the company made its its Metaverse opening at its flagship 837 store. So that means that 100,000 people are wearing VR goggles and yeah. their little digital avatar. Which don't have any legs yet. Going to a Samsung <laughs> store. Yeah. Like what? This is, this is the world we're going to be living in. We're already living in it, but I still feel like we're beta testing this whole oh, thing. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's wild. So exciting stuff, weird, weird stuff, stuff. but that's the roundup. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Let's get a look at those charts then guys. All right. Let's take a look at Bitcoin right now. We're sitting at about 44, seven. We've had a continuation since last week of upward movement. You can see here we have crossed past this resistance level, uh, crashed through the 40K range. We are now testing this new resistance right around the 44 area. I would be comfortable adding some more around the 46. If we can close the week above 46, uh, that would be a sign that the momentum might be shifting bullish. I'm still more or less looking at the 50K range before I start adding more positions. Remember, you gotta be patient. This is the name of the game. We could still be in a relief rally, dead cat bounce. We still have this death cross here. And if this resistance at 44 gets rejected, we could dump down to that 30K range again. If we look at our other Bitcoin chart, we're still, if you can see here, still within that resistance of the neckline of the head and shoulders pattern here, dipped below, came back and touched the neckline. If that holds as resistance, once again, we'd be heading down to that 30 and quite possibly as low as 25. Worst case scenario, I would say 20K. Be careful. Now is not the time to stuff your bags. Continue to dollar cost average. Our total market cap sitting right at 2 trillion. Next stop would be 2.15 trillion where I would see another resistance. If that happens, we come back to 1.8 and then the potential of back to about 1.2. Okay, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. First, I've got VeChain. VeChain is trading at the lows around 6.5 cents. I think that's a really good deal. VeChain is going to be around for a while. Logistics blockchain. Next, we have HBAR. HBAR is forming this bullish pennant. Once it does break out, it's close to the resistance right now. Once that does break out, we'll be you know, 50, 60, 70 cents likely. And finally, Luna. Luna has come down and touched the 200 day moving average at 44. We're currently sitting at 54. 
Luna was kind of the darling last year, and now is a good time to dollar cost average into Luna. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Also, just as a reminder, please remember to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications so you can get our podcasts right when they come out. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. 